Hi friends, welcome to the first three episodes of The Umbral Theatre Presents, Weirdwood Preparatory Academy. A quick reminder, this show is intended for mature audiences. We've also got a new editor cutting his teeth on the show, so please forgive any sound issues for the first few episodes. Thanks, and enjoy. So after school, Bishop, you and Joanna are going to be headed to the mall together. You grab whatever you need from your locker and put everything else that you don't need and head down to the parking lot outside the school. Hmm. Indeed. We find Joanna sitting on a bench there waiting she gives a small wave and a small smile well hey there joanna it's good to see you hope you're excited to go to the mall i am uh i can't wait uh do you want to take my car or yeah that sounds fine to me i don't care okay a couple moments later a very American soccer mom style minivan pulls up. It's a little bit older, but it's in good shape. It's got a white paint job and sliding doors on the side. and It stops right in front of the two of you. And the passenger window rolls down. And a woman is sitting in the driver's seat who looks remarkably like Joanna. Yes, of course you, you'd probably need someone to drive you, wouldn't you? Yeah, that makes sense. She nods. Yeah, uh, my mom drives me uh, wherever I need to go. That's, that's wonderful, and I try to smile. It's probably not very convincing, but she's already getting up and moving to the van, so she doesn't notice. So I get into the back seat with her? Her mom... Wants her to get into the front seat and then kind of notices the two of you and lets her get into the back seat. And she turns around in her seat as as you sit down. Hi there. I'm Mrs. Applegate. Hello. You must be Dawn. I've heard a lot about you from Joanna. Oh, that's wonderful. She didn't tell me that she had an older sister. (laughs) You. (laughs) Just to the mall, the two of you. Yes, that would be lovely. Okay. Make sure you're buckled up. She hits the button that closes the door, and as soon as you guys are all set, the van pulls out, heads in the direction of the mall. So as Mrs. Applegate is driving, she looks in the rearview mirror and kind of meets your gaze. So, Dawn, uh... What's what's going on between uh, between you and Joanna? How do you uh, how long have you known each other? Well, we 
We're in the same homeroom class together, so a reasonable amount of time. Just thought it would be nice to get to know each other better, and I look at Joanna and smile at her. Joanna grins as well, shyly. And her mother smiles as well. Well, I'm so glad to see that she's making friends. So, Dawn, you mentioned not knowing about siblings. Do you have any siblings? Are you an only child? Oh, well, I mean, I... I mean, I have a brother, but we're not very close. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What about your parents? How do they... How do they feel about you being at a boarding school like this? I mean, I'm sure they're happy that I'm getting a good education, I guess. And and are you getting a good education? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, that doesn't it's that doesn't very sound fortunate. <sighs> that doesn't sound very convincing, Don. Well, I mean, it's a good school. Yep. I'm. And I'm happy to be here, and I'm, well, I meet a lot of nice people here, a lot of good friends. It's, you know. Well, that's good. Making friends is is wonderful. And, uh, are you seeing anyone? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, not, not officially. I mean, I'm getting to know people. And, huh. Don, you seem to be getting a little bit flustered here. You having some trouble? Well, they're probably a little flustered, I would say, yeah. Yeah, go ahead and roll to keep your cool, and we'll see what happens. All right. Let's see. Uh, well, I, I only have a, I have a negative one to my cool, so that's a five. Pretty good. Oh, that's wonderful. Go ahead and mark a point of experience, and you completely fail to keep your cool. You're going to give her... Some sort of a secret that you wouldn't otherwise. All right, let's see. Well, I guess since I've been talking about my family and beginning a lot of questions in that area, I'll say that because I'm flustered, I let out that my parents are having some issues with their marriage right now. She shakes her head a little and makes noises of sympathy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Issues like that can be tough, uh, especially for people of your age. I... Yeah. And at this point, Joanna speaks up. Mom, can can you stop, please? Mrs. Applegate laughs a little. It's okay, darling. We're just getting to know each other. Don't you want me to know about your friends? Joanna, like, sighs and rolls her eyes dramatically. Uh, the barrage of questions continues along the journey, with you answering some and avoiding answering some others, and more or less doing a good job of not letting her know that you're not entirely human. I think since I'm in the back seat with Joanna, I'm going to try to flirt with her by basically taking my hand and gently placing it upon hers, looking at her in the eyes and smiling at her in a sort of sensual way. Hmm. That sounds like a good uh, chance to turn someone on. Go ahead and roll with hot. 
All right. That's the thing I'm good at, so get my plus two and see. Well, that's a 10 on the dice. That's a total of a 12. Hell yeah. You successfully turn her on. You get a string on her, and she either gives herself to you, promises something she thinks you want, or gets embarrassed and acts awkward. Since you didn't really uh, ask for anything, and you're in the backseat of her mom's minivan, (laughs) she smiles nervously and kind of ducks her head and looks away, but her hand creeps into yours and gives a little squeeze. Oh, excellent. And she has this little grin on her face for the rest of the ride, which her mom, thankfully, doesn't seem to notice, or at least doesn't comment on. (laughs) Making good friends. Yes. Yes, you are. Is there anything else you would like to do on the trip before you arrive at the mall? No, I think I'll save the rest of it for the official date. And I'll just do my best to deal with this onslaught of questions. You're pretty flustered, but having the anchor of Joanna holding your hand is helping keep you grounded a little bit. And even though Miss Applegate probably has a good idea of your intentions, you manage to be a little sneaky about them for now. But you're bound to, the next time you have a conversation with her, have more awkward questions to deal with. Of course. Next time we'll have to take my car for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys arrive at the mall. Joanna's mom wishes you guys to have a good time. Tells Joanna to give her a call when she's ready to leave. And uh, you two head in. Excellent. At the end of the school day, we're back at Miss Brayman's classroom for detention. Great. Yay, Miss Brayman. Miss Brayman is sitting at the front, and Jeremiah is sitting in not his usual desk, but one of the desks directly in front of Miss Brayman's seat. She requests that you. Take your spot next to Jeremiah, rather than at your normal seat. Do you do that, or do you go sit somewhere else? No, I I do so. Okay. Yeah, when I when I sit at my desk, I am uh, quite obviously favoring the left butt cheek. Right. A few moments later. Someone else comes into the room. It's Lovada, actually. Got it. And she kind of gives a glance at the two of you guys, nods at Miss Brayman, who nods back to her, and she goes and sits in a seat a couple of rows back from the two of you. Also not her normal seat. Miss Brayman doesn't otherwise acknowledge Lovada, and it doesn't seem as if Lovada's here for the same reason as you and Jeremiah. But she pulls out a couple of sheets of paper and hands them to you and Jeremiah. So, what am I writing? You're apparently writing lines here. 
Jameson, why don't you tell me what it is that you're writing lines for? I, Jameson Kilgrave, will no longer make up falsities about instructors at Weirdwood Preparatory Academy. And it's just that, and then a note that says, fill the page. And then at the bottom corner, it says, flip over, keep going. (laughs) What do you do? I gotta do what I gotta do. I mean, I still have a scholastic career to think of. (sighs) So instead of doing that, (laughs) I write a note to Levada that says, Hey, we've never really talked. I've seen... You know, some of the bird feathers that you bring in. I think it's pretty cool. I was thinking about learning maybe a little bit more about, you know, bird watching and stuff. I'm writing, so I'm not using the accent. I demand you write in your accent. Shit, do I have to remember everything I just said? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Oh. I was just... Have you seen Scottish Twitter? Yes, I have. <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> it's like a whole nother world sounds like you're trying to pass the note to her without being seen she has a couple desks back from you so how do you make that happen i don't pass it right away i start actually writing what was there for me to write and after maybe five minutes go by and it's just been quiet not much going on i kind of have the note in my hand and i stretch back and drop it on her desk. I thought she was right behind us. Oh. Okay, I'll try to toss it. No, she's a couple desks back. volatile, that? Uh, it's a physical action, technically? Mm, Is that how this works? I think you're going to try and keep your cool here. This is a stealthy type action. So go ahead and roll with cold. That's to my detriment. <laughs> You don't want to be noticed, though, so to me, are you rolling with dark? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's not to my detriment. (laughs) Oh, thank God. The first die I saw was a one. The other one was a six. Plus one is eight. An eight? Okay. Mm -hmm. That is a partial success. Indeed. You can indeed pass the note, but one of the people, aside from Levada, in the room, notices you passing it. Oh, I wonder who it is. Your choice, who notices? Does Miss Brayman notice, or does Jeremiah? I'm going to say Jeremiah. Just because I have no idea where that would go. (sighs) Okay. As you go to pass the note... It flips into the air and lands a pace or two in front of Levada on the floor. And then suddenly, before she can pick it up, Jeremiah raises his hand and says, Miss Brayman. She looks up. Yes, Jeremiah? Jeremiah glances at you, Jameson, and sort of smiles. I think I've finished this page, Miss Brayman. 
Is there something else you'd like me to do? Miss Brayman stands up and comes over to take a look. And as she's bending down to see, he says, Oh, no, my mistake. I forgot to do the back. <sighs> also, Jameson is passing notes to Levada. Dick. Uh. Miss Brayman looks up, eyes narrowing. Looks at you, looks at Levada, notices the piece of paper on the floor that Levada's <gasps> frozen in the middle of reaching towards. Yeah, yeah. And sighs. Mr. Kilgrave, what is so important that you needed to send a note while you're supposed to be in detention? I was just uh, wanting to talk about birds. Well, well, you have plenty of time to do something like that. When you're not in detention. Right now you have lines to be writing. Now, wouldn't detention be better served if uh, we did homework or something like this, right? Like, okay, I've, I've written the page, here you go, but can we do something productive rather than, you know, menial tasks? Want me to, I don't know, wash the dry erase or something? Give me something to do then, rather than this. Looks like you're trying to get her to do what you want, which means you're rolling with hot to turn someone on. Six. I'll get my pencil. Oof. Hey, I level. I get to add plus one to freaking hot. Yep, you leveled indeed. <laughs> she frowns at you. Mr. Kilgrave, you're not taking this seriously. I'd argue that you're not taking it seriously enough. This is not something that you can just talk your way out of. Hmm? No, I'm trying to do something productive for you rather than sit here and write this menial tasks. Jameson, you failed that role to try and get her to do what you want. And she feels that you're not taking detention seriously. What sort of a punishment should she level to account for the fact that you just failed that role? Barred from playing in the next game. And it's against our rivals. Okay. Yeah, you are in fact barred from okay. participating in the next game because you'll be serving detention indefinitely at this point. And Miss Brayman is very clear that that's because you are already trying to weasel your way out of doing your assigned task, and it's been five minutes into your first detention. At this, Jeremiah laughs quietly, definitely laughing at you. I get up and punch him in the face. I'm lashing out physically. As soon as I hear that chuckle come out of his face, like, I don't eat, like, we, we were sat next to each other, correct? And we were, uh, and she was behind us. I don't even get up out of the chair. I turn around. Bah! Okay. Go ahead and roll with Volatile to lash out physically. I don't give a fuck if I'm suspended. That would be a nine. Damn it, I should have up Volatile. Minus one. It's eight. Alright, with a nine, you harm him, but choose one. He learns something about your true nature and gains a string on you. I decide how bad the harm turns out, or you become your darkest self. 
darkest self. Go ahead and read out what your darkest self does. I sure can. Jameson Kilgrave's darkest self. You become invisible, unnoticeable. No one can see you, feel you, or hear your voice. You can still affect inanimate objects, but this is your only avenue of communication. You escape your darkest self when someone acknowledges your presence and demonstrates how much they want you around. That's pretty harsh. You slam Jeremiah in the face and he just goes flying out of his chair, slams into the desk next to him. Massive banging clatter in the sudden silence. Miss Brayman leaps to her feet. Mr. Kilgrave, what is wrong with you? Headmaster's office, right now. Jeremiah, meanwhile, is utterly shocked, just sitting on the floor, clutching his face, looking up at you wide-eyed, completely not expecting that sort of a response. Here's what I would like to do. Go ahead. I would like to, after sucker-punching him, get up and, well, I guess it's going to have to be a runaway at this point, get up and leave as I'm starting to fade and then blink out as soon as I'm out of eyesight. Yeah, that's definitely a runaway. Go ahead and roll with Volatile to try and get away safely to where you want to go. Okay, cool. Let's see. (sighs) Eleven for a ten. A five and a six. Okay. You're able to run out of the room and get into the hallway just as you start feeling a little flowy. You go to lean against one of the lockers to catch your breath from the adrenaline rush. And you kind of fall through it. Shite! Managing to catch yourself before you fall over, but you're no longer corporeal. And looking down at yourself, you can see the floor through your feet and the wall through your hand. Fully gripped in the throes of your darkest self, you are completely invisible and inaudible to everyone around you. Well, hello, class. That was another episode of Weirdwood Preparatory Academy. That's the first half of another episode. This goes in the middle, remember? Listen. I have a job to do here. I'm supposed to be doing it. Fine, And you're fine. just getting in my way. Ha. You you keep going then. Look like a fool. You do you. That's what it is. I try to look like a fool, but you've got that one covered. Oh. Boom. bang rang Snap. I was talking to you, Bear. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm trying to give credit where credit's due, but you're not even good at that. <laughs> you're the one failing out of all of your classes because you're seducing everyone. Um, I think that's me. I think you've got me confused with Dawn there, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll admit to that one. Whatever. (laughs) You all sound the same after a while. Yeah, that's fair. I hope you at home are enjoying our podcasts and our shenaniganry. If you'd like to check out more from the Umbro Theater, we also do a podcast called Expeditions of the Extra Normal, which should be on all of your favorite podcasting sites and many you probably don't know about. We hope you continue to watch and that you like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, Leave us reviews, you know, all that streamer type stuff that helps us keep the lights on. On this podcast where you can't see lights anyway. Yes, and you could send your love letters to me to my P.O. box. Thank you. One more thing for you. We are in the process of putting together a 3D printing studio via Etsy for the Umbral Theater called the Umbral Concessions. 
This should be up within another week or two. We will be providing discount codes for any printing done through our studio on the podcast. So if you listen to the show, you can save a little bit of money if you need some miniatures or terrain or that kind of stuff done. Uh, Mostly for tabletop gaming. We like to tabletop game, but there's not much we can do right now with the COVID and all. Oh, yeah. Well, with that completely shameful self-promotion out of the way, let's get you guys back to your irregularly scheduled, you know, podcast thing. We head back to the mall where Joanna and Dawn are still not there. Alexis and Lucas, what are you guys doing at the food court? What's your favorite place to eat here? I would like to spend a string. Oh, no. To do what? I would like Lucas to buy me a drink. An alcoholic drink or just a soda? Oh, no, 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 no. Like a... Like a slushy. Orange Julius? That's exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> an Orange Julius. Lucas, do you give in to Alexis's subtle hints and purchase her an Orange Julius? Yes. Okay. Uh, mark an experience point for that, then. I take Lucas and sit him down across from me at one of the smaller tables. So I slide over the extra large orange Julius that I decided to buy. I sip a little bit through the straw. Hmm. This is perfect. Thank you so much. Not, not a problem at all. That's okay. I know we're here to take care of your problems. Well, what about your problems? I was so rude earlier that I didn't ask you about what's been going on with you. I know that Cassandra's been like just a thorn in your side. and I mean, she's a thorn in everybody's side. She's a wrought iron bitch, and she can go straight <laughs> to hell. Yeah, well said. If I had a car, I would run her over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of on board with this, so... Yeah, sure. When? Where? How do we make it happen? Oh. Look, her family's scum in absolute trash. So if she went, like, missing for, I don't know, a month extended, I'd be okay with that. So. Well, I might have to hold you to that. Done. Where Where do I sign? Where do we, <laughs> do we go get, like, matching masks to make this a thing? We'll talk pleasure later. We'll do business <laughs> first. So, you are looking to buy an apology gift, right? Yeah. For Joanna? Yeah. Well, what do you want to say to her with this gift? That's very important. I'm sorry, really. I I don't want to come off as, like, intimidating in making her uncomfortable. I want to apologize for my clumsy actions sending her into a panicked state. So It's rough. So I'm thinking something cute. Alright, alright. Cute cute works. Uh, and, well, 
Well, it sounds like you might have an idea. I don't want to. I don't want to take well, over completely. I offer you a sip of the orange Julius. I take a small sip of the orange Julius. Um, I see the way you're looking at me. No, I'm not here with any ulterior motives. No, it's... No, I get it. I get it. People talk about me. I'm the poor girl in town, and I'm... The only reason I'm at this school is because my mother sucks a lot of whatevers. I'm... I've heard it all. Okay. You've definitely heard things that people say about my mom. And I am not one to, you know, jump in on any kind of bandwagon that is uh, bad-mouthing hard-working parents like your mom. Um, mm, that's so sweet. But I don't care about whatever monetary status you are i am a little nervous just when it comes to people that are way more socially i don't want to say adept but just capable not 90 percent of it is just just smiling show come on give me a big smile i smile very awkwardly yeah no that's we're not trying to scare children here we're trying to to, to let people in. That's what this is about. You just gotta let people in. If you don't trust people, if you're... If you're not willing to help your friends, then what are you even here for? I mean, I am willing to help my friends. And that's why we gotta I, get her something cute. I, but not too cute. You don't want her thinking you're hitting on her. Or are we trying to hit on her? Nope, not... Nope, nope, not the M.O. Oh, okay. Uh... What, do you not... Are you into the boys? No, just is... I don't know what gifts girls want. Does does she want stuffed animals? Does she want, like, something else that's nice? Like, does she want a dress with pockets? I hear that is a very important thing. Yeah, you're not gonna find one. Fuck. Damn it, capitalism. You failed me. Um... But... Here's what we're going to do is we're going to go to the toy store and we're going to get her a a little teddy bear. And to make sure it's not just any teddy bear for her, we're going to get her something good. We're going to get her a little teddy bear with a little volleyball. That. That's. Trust me, we're on the same team. No. She's much better than I am. I only do it for the short shorts. But she will love it. You sure that's not going to be a sore subject? Why would it be a sore subject? It's been a while since like she's been in a game, right? I, I know that she's been like helping out with the team just ever since like her recurring episodes. I know that she hasn't been on the team. I don't want to send something that's a message that might like be like, oh, by the way, let me. So we'll get a little clipboard so it's a coach. Okay. So, let's go. And I stand up and offer you my hand to help you out of your chair. Kind of a reversal of the gender roles. I accept. Uh, Do you want me to carry Julius for you? 
Oh, that'd be great. As I hand you the orange, Julius, I cling to your arm affectionately and kind of throw a glance over my shoulder to make sure that all of the other high school (laughs) students here see that I am spending time with you in a more than friendly manner. Relax, relax. I'm not trying to do anything untoward. But, well, people are talking about you, and if they see me on your arm, they're they're going to stop talking. At this point, I I giggle very (laughs) loudly and kind of nudge you slightly, making sure that everyone can hear. I stop. And I turn you to look at me. I stand over you because I'm a tall dude. And I just look into your eyes, trying my best to fake it. And smile, small. And Alexis... Thank you so much for doing this with me today. And with my other hand that is not at the small of your back, I brush a strand of hair out of your face and I say, you, your hair looks really good today. I I really love what you've done with it. And continue us towards the toy store to go retrieve said bear. Before you do that, Lucas, mm-hmm. I'd like you to roll with hot to turn on Alexis. Ooh. Oh no. I rolled a three and a one, and my hut is one, so that's a five. I fail. Go ahead and mark experience. Yay! In your attempt at a gallant gesture, you forgot that one of your hands was occupied with the very large orange Julius. <laughs> and That's perfect. Oh no! You drop it on the floor, and it explodes all over the back of Alexis's clothes. Oh. You get spared from it. Entirely. Almost as if you did it intentionally. Oh, no. Oh, that's so cold. Cold. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Oh. Because of Alexis's efforts to make sure that everyone was watching, everyone saw this. This is so teenage drama. Rather than helping Lucas remove his laughing stock condition, Alexis, you now share it. Both of you have the laughing stock conditions. <sighs> Alexis, what do you do? I am gritting my teeth, trying not to burst into obscenities whatsoever. And it's proving to be very, very difficult. I need you to roll with cold. To keep your cool. And not do something you'll regret. Well, a two and a four is a six. But I have a plus one cold, so that's a seven. However, 
you're currently being laughed at, and your laughing stock condition, I would say, give you a minus one here. Because you can't stand being mocked. Does that sound fair? Entirely fair. Okay. So that's a six then. Go ahead and mark a point of experience. And you completely fail to keep your cool in the face of this. He just made you a laughing stock in front of everyone. He turned around everything you were trying to do and did potentially the worst possible thing he could do to you. Him hitting you physically would have hurt less than this. That's probably true. Well. I am so sorry. Everything's going to be okay. Let's just... Let's just finish shopping here. And I take his arm again while thinking up ways to sabotage this purchase. You've almost made it to the only Build-A-Bear in Eastern Europe. When... <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to the bathroom first. I, need, I am not going to, to not be cleaned up. Fair enough. On your way to the bathroom, you haven't quite gotten there yet. When Dawn walks in with Joanna, Dawn, you're drawn, you're drawn by the, the sound of laughing high school students, and always up for a bit of Schadenfreude. You head in that direction. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Gotta find in time where the to see. Is. A large puddle of bright orange slush covering the floor and the entire back of Alexis's outfit as she tugs Lucas towards the bathrooms. So I see them walk to the bathroom, basically. You're seeing, yeah, they're headed towards the bathrooms. It's up to you guys if you notice each other, if, if Alexis and Lucas notice the two of you or not. I can't imagine anyone not noticing me. What I mean is, you, whether it's up to you whether you notice them. I don't notice anything right now. I suppose I notice, but I think I'm going to hang back because I, yeah, it's a lot to deal with. So I'm just going to let them have their space for now. I notice as I'm being dragged off, but am incapable of doing it. You're what? I notice, but I am currently incapable of acting upon it. Joanna puts her hands to her mouth. Oh my goodness. That's awful. Yes. But everyone uh, is laughing, so I guess no one's hurt. What are you doing, Tom? I I don't know. I'm sorry. I apologize. I I was just thinking about something. Um... Where, where is it you wanted to go? Uh, I don't. I don't much mind as, uh, as long as we get to go there together. Okay. Uh, well, is there? I mean, what's your favorite store here? I'm really very partial to the thrift shop. Oh. I like vintage clothing myself. 
why don't we uh, head over there and um, you could show me a little bit about your style. And I take her hand and smile at her and start leading her there. Content to leave Alexis to her own misery? Yeah. The two of you head to the thrift shop. And again, it's small by American standards, but not tiny. And it is, it's crammed with stuff. It's a combination of a vintage shop and a military surplus store and like a cheesy import shop. And it shares a wall and potentially is the same shop, you're not quite sure, as M4. They they seem to be in the just sharing merchandise back and forth almost. And both of them have a similar cramped, cluttered, incense-filled type environment. Joanna, who is getting a bit tense, relaxes as you guys spend some time in the shop. Looking at various clothing and, you know, modeling it. She's just like, uh, you know, this. And then she finds a scarlet red silk suit in a uh, a very feminine cut. And holds it out to you. Oh, this looks like it would be perfect on you. You should try it on. It is quite lovely. Yeah, why don't we do that? And why don't, um, I like to model for people. So why don't you come with me to the room and change the room if you don't mind? And I sort of skirt around her and I sort of brush up against her. I sort of whisper this in her ear. I say, why don't you come, uh, let me model it for you, huh? Are you spending a string, or are you I'm just trying to, to turn, turn her, on? her on? Yeah, I'm trying to turn her on. All right, go ahead and roll with hot, then. Can I use my wild hunt on this one? Yes. Okay. Inviting somebody into a changing room with you is a very feral act. <laughs> All right, I rolled pretty good, and I am... This is the good thing I'm good at, the one thing, so... I get an 11. Excellent. So you gain a string on her. And she chooses a reaction. Her reaction Mm -hmm. is to give herself to you. Mm. The two of you head into the changing room. And she helps you undress to get changed. But that quickly morphs into something else. Indeed. We're going to fade to black on that, but you do get to trigger your sex move. Hmm. Okay, so I can ask someone for a promise. Hmm. I'm going to ask her to forgive the boys for their discretion earlier today. That's what the promise I want is. What do you mean? Well, just because of everything that happened, I felt bad about it. 
and I just want her to... I don't know. Maybe I'm not wording it right. I just want to smooth things over, I guess. Okay. She will let it go. All right. Uh, she loses the string that she has on Lucas. Excellent. And afterwards, I will buy the suit, too. <laughs> you do look good in it, but it might have gotten a little bit wrinkled. Fair. I might have to take it to the dry cleaner. <laughs> well, while you are busy, mm-hmm. uh, Alexis and Lucas are in the bathroom. Well, Alexis is attempting to drag Lucas into the bathroom. Do you allow her to do so? I assume that's where you're headed, Alexis? Yes, yes. Directly into the the women's bathroom with Lucas? Yes, yes, dragging him along by his collar. Do you let her do so? When we get to the doorway, I stop and hold on to the door frame. I'm all for helping you out, but I am not walking in with... Anyone else in there? I don't want to make anyone else uncomfortable. Fine, just wait here. Alexis disappears I... into the bathroom. It's it's empty in here. Everything's safe. Oh, Sounds like you might have to spend a string on Lucas to get him to do what you want. Do you have a string on him? Well, here's what's going to happen is as he mm-hmm. doesn't follow me in, I'm going to Walk back to the door, holding my thigh-high socks and my underwear in my hand. Open the door and say, I need your help. Get in here. Roll plus hot. Okay, uh, that is a five and a six, which is an eleven plus two. <laughs> it's going to be a thirteen. That is he didn't stand a... a <laughs> yeah. You gain a string on Lucas, and he chooses from three options. He gives himself to you. He promises you something he thinks you want. Or he gets embarrassed and acts awkward. What would Lucas do in this situation? I'm going to go with I give myself to you. Alexis drags him into the bathroom. I say, you're going to have to clean me off. And as you reach for the paper towels, I say, no, 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 no. And then we can fade to black. Both of you may trigger your sex move. Lucas, what is yours? When you have sex with someone, you establish a deep spiritual connection with them. Until either of you breaks that spirit connection by having sex with someone else, add one to all roles made to defend them. You can tell when that connection has been broken. Excellent. So you have that connection with Alexis now. And Alexis, what is your sex move? If you have sex with someone, you may trigger what's yours is mine against them without spending a string. What's yours is mine is the primary Jorogumo move. And a Jorogumo basically hyperfixates on one person and one person at a time. So I'm going to choose the option, I want their love or friendship no matter what the cost. 
and I add one to rolls in pursuit of my desire. Power couple. I love it. 